Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Girl, this penal colony is not the shit. After a bizarrely unfunny acting challenge, Rue and Friends made some bad decisions. But hey, it's Rue's show, not ours. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Down Under 2. And joining me is a fly girl, Atomic Annie. How are you? Hello. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I was optimistic after the first episode. <laughs> then this happened. And I was like, well. Yeah, I don't know. Something's Not off. Sure. Some, some, something's going on down under. I know things that they do things like upside down and backwards, but like that could be it. That, that's, this Maybe is that it. influences I, the judging. I will say, we did get the greatest line ever written in an acting challenge in this acting challenge, but we'll get there. We will get there. <laughs> I'm excited. We love when things are self-referential. All right, two episodes in. How are you feeling? Um, I don't know. The season, like I'm, I'm trying to get into it. I, I think it, I had a similar issue with season one, where like it's just paced real weird. Um, yeah. And like, there's not a whole lot of chemistry, I feel like with the cast. And so it's hard to kind of get into everything. And it's also, it just feels like Rue doesn't really want to be there. I don't know what Rue wants to do no more besides um, be like uh, Scrooge McDuck and swim in a, um, a bowl of money. <laughs> like that's my right. image of Rue at this point is like Scrooge McDuck in a pool of money and being like, ah, yeah. fuck you all. Um, it's just, I feel like the production is just much different. And I don't know how much of that is yeah. like, the com- the production company down under or how much of it is wow presents um but it's almost right. like they're trying to do the carbon copy but it's not coming out with the same result yeah and it's making things feel weird uh whereas some other international franchises are doing their own thing using the staples of what we need and it's their own franchise and it's beautiful i feel like spain is a good example of that where exactly. it's, it's complete it's like its own flavor but it's yeah. the same formula thailand too i mean thailand's a completely different format it's just sort of under the same umbrella this sort of feels like it's trying to do american drag race but with like queens from new zealand and australia and which is like fine because it did it did work in the uk um right. there's just there's something different down here and i i know that we've learned that perhaps um attitudes and and uh humor are different um oh yeah apparently they they can be much crasser than we can where if you say something mean it's over you're canceled um yeah. i mean we'll talk about it that was kind of one of the queens this episode had that attitude yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's it's definitely an interesting season i think there are really great drag artists and i yeah, can't agreed. deny that they're there they're just being forced to do things that i think they would prefer not to do yeah I would I would co-sign on that with you. All right. Well, after the elimination, watching someone go home <laughs> proves you are on RuPaul's Drag Race. Spanky reads Foe's mirror message, and she tries to decipher the words that are on there because uh, Foe's penmanship, not to be desired. Um, and don't worry, the word was loud, niece, not anything else that they could that not say. weird. I, I was so weird to me how, like, the white queens were being all, like, cheeky. They were like, we can't say that word. And I was like, what is... I can't, I just couldn't believe they like left that in. It was so yeah. weird. Well, he, again, so cultural weird. differences. There are cultural differences. And I know we're, we're, like I said last week, I'm not going to discuss things that are not presented on the show. Yeah. Uh, what happened prior to the show, this cast was cast. They knew what they were getting themselves into. If you still want to throw hate toward Hannah Conda, you go for it. Uh, but that's not what's presented on the show, so I'm not going to discuss it. That being said, they're very, being very careful, and I think maybe just um, there's a different cultural um, attitude toward sure. people of color in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, I don't know, because even just watching Drag Race France, they are very heavy-handed talking about the immigrant queen. Right. There's no surprises here. People yeah. of France don't like immigrants. Yeah, no kidding um so it, it's a thing and we as americans have to get over it and understand it and that's okay we're, we're all learning we're all learning yeah 
Well, they note that without Faux's voice, it's much quieter in the workroom. And they're going to joke that they need another design challenge with rubbish so she can pop back out. Another reference to Art Simone. The bitch just don't, doesn't know die. She's, she's literally living, <laughs> living on their minds rent-free at this point. Minnie is proud of Spanky. They've been doing drag for a long while. And they know what that they can go home at any time. But Spanky is going to make it to the end. She's going to get that 50K. They haven't seen Spanky's full potential. And I was like, this is a very interesting bit to include. Are we witnessing a Spanky win overall? Is that what we're getting set up for? I don't know. I I have my winner, but I, I would not be surprised if Spanky made it to the end. Just because I feel like the editing is, it always gives this kind of thing away. Yeah. All right. New day. Queen's rush in. Queen was in the bottom three. So whatever this challenge is going to be, she's going to put her, push her ass, step her pussy up. Now the Queens are going to discuss the previous challenge and how Hannah and Yuri were so close. They tell Yuri her outfit was stunning, but reminds her she couldn't walk in it. Um, Aubrey is feeling pretty good. And that is the kiss of death confessional on these television programs. Right. Ever say it was then good. that I knew it was like curtains for her. Don't ever say it. You're never feeling good. Every time. Speaking of, we are going to have explanation hour as Minnie is going to attempt to fix things with Aubrey. Minnie will acknowledge that Aubrey did sew her garment, but she still stands by that she found it ill-fitting. And she knows Aubrey feels the same about hers. Aubrey just was upset by the comment, and Minnie's like, so you did feel attacked. Pamara will state that she felt the delivery was hard, and it was coming across as her reading her outfit. Now, bitch, Pamara, you, you, sh- you should just go, because we're going to have yeah. deal issues with you later, girl. Yeah, and also Aubrey, she's not one to talk. That outfit last week, it was like that meme of Peter Griffin when he's just the legs. It was it was wild that she was safe. We are going to discuss a lot of Pamara <laughs> because I am not a fan at all whatsoever. Yeah, and bitch yeah. should have gone, but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Aubrey works hard, and that's why she was offended. But this was not a big deal, according to her. Um, but we just need to make sure everyone's on the same page because we don't want uh, things to last, you know, eight years. Right, no kidding. I'm here to clear the air. Where was that energy <laughs> literally like eight years prior to being yeah. on TV, girl? All right, well, the alarm sounds. Rue arrives in a very subdued look. I feel like they do not allow Rue to go brazen suits down under. I mean, maybe the Andrew Christian, is it Andrew? No, it's a- uh, Andrew Christian? Suit, well, I was like, uh, that's underwear. Whatever, that's not RuPaul. Whatever the like suit sponsorship she has, maybe that's like only in the US. It's possible. It's very possible. But I appreciate this more collegiate RuPaul. I, no, I would listen to um, RuPaul lecture on the do's and don'ts of drugs in the 80s. It was kind of like preppy. I don't know. Yeah. Ru congratulates them for surviving the week and congrats Molly Poppins for winning because now you get to rate your competitors. <laughs> <laughs> she hates confrontation. So I can't wait to find out how this turns out. <laughs> the muscles, a.k.a. the pit crew, arrive with four sashes for the all tea, no shade pageant. Now, if you were put in this position where you had to give um, superlatives away to your competitors, how would you do? Or would you just like crawl up in a ball and say, please, no? Oh, okay. I would fully play mind games. I would go to the person who either like everyone seemed bothered by. So I guess in this case, it would probably be Minnie Uh um, or someone who I felt like wasn't super strong. And I would give them the strongest competition badge just to throw everyone off. Yeah. Um, I just would not assign anyone the correct thing. Well, she kind of does that. She kind of does that. Uh, the greatest competition is yeah. going to go to Yuri, which I'm like, but, I, I but, don't, but, but Queen's over there. Yeah, completely. Okay. Uh, Daggy Drag, a.k.a. the most questionable fashion goes to Spanky. That one was correct. Good job. Yeah, that was fair. Uh, you Beauty, a.k.a. Trade, goes to Queen Kong. Correct. Absolutely correct. Yeah, um, I mean... It toss up for me between Queen Kong and Yuri, but Queen Kong, I mean, it's like one of the hottest queens out of drag, period. Okay, yes. I, if we're just going to talk about beauty and beautifulness and things I want to cuddle and snuggle with, her name is Beverly Kills. Oh, yeah, she's super cute. And I, I see that for you. I do too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, taking the piss, aka who's going home next? Molly wants to avoid drama, so she's going to avoid the Aubrey. She's going to avoid the Miss Koopa. So she's going to give it to Beverly. I'm shocked. She was shocked. Um, listen, Bottom, come over here and I will comfort you. I'm sorry that <laughs> they thought you were going home, Bottom. Um, <laughs> for this week's Maxi Challenge, their acting skills are being put to the test.
Zealand show, but I was like, oh, this is Ruby being like, Orange is the New Black is the show. The Wi-Fi is cut down a little bit. Um, Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I thought that this challenge, it was just like, this would have kind of made sense maybe five years ago, but it's just like Orange is the New Black. I don't want to say it's not relevant anymore, but it's not. It's not relevant anymore. It's not relevant anymore. And I just sort of felt like this was a little bit like really ill-timed, just like how I felt like that Gay's Anatomy challenge came a little too late as well. I agree. And like maybe Orange is the New Black is just coming down under, I don't know. Um, but knowing the history of Australia and the UK and the penal colony and all that shit, maybe prison drama is not the right way to go. I was also just a little bit like, do we need a drag race acting challenge about like the death penalty? It was just a little, a little weird to me. We don't. It was weird. The answer is no. Well, they're going to be working in two teams, Team Sash and Team Sashless, and Molly will g- join Team Sash, because Molly, you and Danger Girl, and we all know Rue was waiting to say that all season. I appreciated all of the Molly puns that Rue was She was probably out. ready to say Molly, you and Danger Girl since she started Drag Race and she's never had a Molly. I was um, looking forward to her being in the bottom and her just announcing her lip syncing that way. Yeah. We'll get there, I'm sure. Because after <laughs> I'm she's sure. not winning. She's not winning. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hannah is ready to party with the second challenge. Spanky is comfortable with acting. She's frothing at the mouth, as she says. When Sash sisters sit, Queen asks if anyone has any questions about the page. And Beverly, my sweet baby face twink, sure does. <laughs> does Molly really think she would go home today? And Molly says no. And she wanted to give it to Minnie. And Bev was like, oh, okay. If you gave it to Minnie Cooper, I would have had to protect you. And I was like, that's really cute. You think you could protect anybody? You could get like right. pushed over and you fall over. <laughs> Um, Molly is just not impressed with Minnie and her stapling on Drag Race is just not what they do. But hey, Aubrey and Minnie are on the same team, so that's cool. Yeah. Queen will take a moment to remind them to respect Minnie because she's older and they wouldn't be there had it not been for a queen like that. She wants to remind them that before they throw her under the bus, they gotta be nice. This is gonna be a theme this season, isn't it? Yeah. And I have a feeling that they're both going to make it at least halfway just so that they can like continue this whole drama that they have. Obviously, Queen and Minnie Cooper, they go back. They, they probably have worked together or at least run in the same circles doing their own yeah. thing for a very long time. So I understand Queen wanting to come to her defense. And also, Queen is just probably the nicest, kindest person you'll meet. On she just show. seems like it's almost like she's running for president or something. She's so um, diplomatic. And that's not very, usually how drag queens are. No, no. Um but I, I appreciate this because there are definitely people in the world of the Gen Z who are mean to the old people. And it's a thing. 100%. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, and there are definitely younger drag artists out there who don't respect the people who came before them. Um, not it's a problem. Me, but I, the funniest thing that's happened this season to me is last episode where I think it was Spanky and Minnie were talking. They were like, ageism. What are we going to do about it? I mean, true, but it was such a weird way to throw that out there. It was, it was. Queen does see that the younger queens are isolating Minnie, and she believes it's because they see her as a threat. And honestly, it's it's partially true, because she is well-seasoned, and she knows how to do the show. She is very good at making the show work for her and make it work for her story. She's killing it so far. Now, on Team Sashless, Pamara wants to be sure Aubrey and Minnie are good to work. Minnie jokes that they'll soon find out, and Aubrey assures us that they are professionals. Hannah notes that they have all the actresses in their group. Minnie does theater. Aubrey does theater. Pamara is Pamara. And Hannah has done Gadriel in Lord of the Rings production at school. First off, the read to Pamara just slyly put in there. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. Of course she was in Lord of the Rings at school. The, I'm sure everyone in Australia and New Zealand like worships Lord of the Rings to the extent yeah. that we don't un- quite understand. Um, I've never been to the Shire. I don't care for the Shire anymore. Um, all I know is I read the books and I love the books. And then I watched one of the movies and it's like, I'm, I just, I fell asleep and they're on a river and they're still on the river when I woke up. What This movie's too slow. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there are a lot of drag queens out of drag who kind of resemble hobbits, and so it's, there's, it's a correlation that makes sense. Name names. <laughs> Give me one name. I want one hobbit name. Give me one a hobbit. Name. 
Um, I mean, I get, I don't know how tall Hannah Conda is, but I feel like with that, something about her gives me a little bit of like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Minnie will share with the group that she is dyslexic and asks if they don't mind reading it aloud. She's learned to deal with it and she deals with it quite well being an actor. Um, We're going to discuss dyslexia a lot. We're going to (laughs) not make fun of it. It is a real thing. There are I'm I am not diagnosed with dys- dyslexia, but I would not be surprised if I am slightly dyslexic. Yeah, I um, am dyslexic. And as we'll talk about it, I mm-hmm. <laughs> I had some thoughts about how that was handled. Yes, we're gonna discuss a lot of it. Uh, because with this show, we've learned things are full circle. Things just come back around all episode long. Completely. And there, apparently there's just like years and years of context that we're bringing in. Yeah. All right, let's discuss some of our characters. Um, Chantel is a prissy, freckled, vain, vain kleptomaniac pop star who was far too delicate to be in prison. It's a role made for Aubrey. Chikatita is a tough-as-nails prison guard. Deirdre is a savvy businesswoman. And Desiree, a cutting queen with a love for booze. Didn't get any of that in their performances. No. Yeah. Not at all. It was just fan fiction at, at a certain point. Like nothing, nothing came through that they were told. Now Minnie is happy to play anything as Hannah. There's no I in team, but there is a me and Minnie's dyslexic, so anything's possible she doesn't know. <laughs> uh, and then they have that rattlesnake sound. After she says that, after she says she's dyslexic, anything's possible. It's like, why are we shading that she's dyslexic? Why do we just include that sound effect? <laughs> so weird. Are we supposed to support or mock Miss Minnie Cooper? I don't know what they're trying to tell us about her, to be honest with you. I don't know. Uh, over on Team Sash, we're going to see Spanky and Yuri run some lines, and Yuri is not an actor. Yeah, at least she's cute. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, she doesn't like being loud or stupid. And I say, why are you a, why are you a drag queen? Why are you a drag queen? And also, why is she a drag queen on TV? It's like, um, I forgot who it was last season where they were like, I just hate all the challenges that are like talking challenges. <laughs> right. You're on a TV show. You're just going to be mute the whole time? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, well, her line rating made M- Molly wonder if she is actually her biggest competition. I say no. Now, yeah. Spanky knows her team <laughs> is missing the mark as they are not getting the jokes, but she will try to direct them, but she's just going to do her, bro. She's going to do her own thing. Oh, boy. We head to the set, and no, it is uh, not in the same room. Thank you. We are in an actual different studio. According to, I, I listen to a little thing of art and et cetera talking. Apparently, they just film these, like the green screen stuff is all on the main stage, and they just set it up there. So I'm not totally sure. But oh, it looks like a different studio. Maybe it's in a different angle somewhere. Interesting. Maybe. Art, come on the podcast. I'd love to have you. <laughs> et cetera, you can come to Zoom. I mean, I, I interviewed them both at DragCon. They're both very, yeah, they're very stunning. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, we are going to witness Michelle and Reese in the director's chairs, so we know what they're about to do. Uh, first up is Aubrey and Pamara. Pamara's look makes sense. Yeah. I have no idea what they put Aubrey in. Like, she's supposed to be a pop star, but she's trying to be red. youthful. The hair aged her so much. Yeah. She's trying to be Kylie Minogue. I don't know what's happening. This look was fucking terrible. I was just kind of confused by everything that was unfolding during this rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And it honestly didn't really improve much from uh, uh, in the final product, which was just confusing to me. After the first go, they tell Aubrey that they that not only is she a pop star, she is the upper echelon of Minogue. So move over Danny and Kylie. Uh, they want her to make bigger choices and hit things harder. Fine. We'll go with that. Pamara and her purple lips. Uh, it's a no. Uh, she is a horrible actress. There, she is no matron mama Morton. She is she this is not the role for her. Yeah, I was um, not getting it. Pamara thinks they have it in the bag, and we're gonna see Reese's face have no reaction. So you might want to think otherwise, girl. Yeah, I um also isn't Aubrey a musical theater person? It was confusing she is, me. That she was, is she's a trained her actress. Whole, her whole thing was like. I might be 21 and I started drag five minutes ago, but at least I've been acting my entire life. And Give her look credit, what she's 25. Me. She's 25? She's 25. Oh, which one is the 21-year-old? Beverly. Beverly, gotcha. Um, we have 
Hannah and Minnie arrive, and well, they are straight from a John Waters film. That paint yeah. Hannah did, I was like, we know the reference. I appreciate the reference. It gave me Crybaby, like the sister. Yeah, but I'm like, why is no one else doing this? Where, what, what show are we doing? Right. It was at least a, you know, it was the first time during the rehearsal I was like engaged, just because yeah. there was something visually like interesting on the set. Um, Hannah is Deidre. Minnie is Desiree. Uh, they're going to show them why what they came up with and see if they love it or hate it. And Michelle loves to share what she thinks on things. Minnie seems to struggle a bit, but she is in it to win it. She's taken on a character and very outlandish. But then when Deidre um, does her thing and then they cut away from the toilet, I don't want to know what that new product is. Pass. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought that this whole... I, I guess these were probably the strongest pair out of a pretty yes. weak bunch. Um, but I feel like like the way that on Drag Race America, farting is like now a thing that they think is funny and Rock'em Sakura is owed royalties. I feel like this is the same thing on this franchise with et cetera, with Piss. They, a whole they love, they love water so, sports. Right. But as, as, I guess not a year ago, according to the, the judging. Because she fully got kicked off for it. Correct. They love. I don't understand it. And frankly, Um, I didn't really find either funny. But no, you know, each their own. They're going to be told that it is entertaining and at one fifty percent, they love where they're going with it. We're going to then see the scene where Aubrey joins in, and they're going on full human centipede. Um, (laughs) Right. And now we're going to see Spanky and Yuri, and Yuri forgets that this is drag, bigger, deliberate, do things on purpose. I just thought that like like her character was almost giving me a little bit of um Jennifer Tilly from Bound, like just the wig and everything. Uh-huh. And I don't know. And Michelle later was like, when you're doing femme fatale, you need to kind of go more subtle and complex. And I was like, I don't feel like for Yuri that's good advice because she's just gonna like be quieter. Like yeah. when it I just don't think this role was for her because there's a lot of like subtlety in I just I don't know that subtlety is a thing that you want to have a character. Like that's not the character you go for on drag. I, I think discussing role placement is huge here because usually when you have a big acting challenge the winner or whatever will decide who gets all the roles within the entire script this was already segmented out for them so they were already stuck in certain roles that maybe like yuri would have been better on the other team i thought queen and yuri could have switched i thought that that might have been a little stronger but yeah Ultimately, um, Spanky though, she has created a voice. Are we Russian? Are we not Russian? Unfortunately, it's very Italian, but hey, who cares? It's funny. It was kind of like red from uh, Orange is the New Black for sure. But like, we're going to make those comparisons as we go through the actual perfect perfect. viewing of it. Uh, next we have Molly and Queen, and that wig that Queen I loved it, but it's not selling ditzy. Yeah, it just looked like I thought it looked kind of cunt on her. And like even I with the like, eye black, I was like, "Are we going football player?" Like, what? Are I was we doing like, "You here? look like a cheerleader girl." I don't know what. Yeah. what she was trying. She to looks sell. really good. I, she looks really sexy. I really didn't understand that. Uh, like collegiate, I'm going to a, you know like right. a football game. It was weird. And then Molly's eye patch was a moment. Um, I actually thought she looked kind of good. <laughs> yeah, with the tattoos. Queen, Queen did struggle, and Molly was just there. But it's execution time. We have Miss Beverly ready to go get lit up. Uh, but her glasses are terrible, so Michelle makes her remove them. Why she had glasses, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, a weird choice. Also, she gets the infamous Latrice Royale line because this is a prison scene on Drag Race. Right. I guess it's like interconnected. It's it's like the Drag Race MCU. No! It's just a different prison network. <laughs> Listen, I am ready for the Drag Race MCU. I, I mean, Verse the World has opened it up. We are Completely. in the multiverse of madness because um, Rue's definition of all stars is still very um, questionable. Loose. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm here for this multiverse and I want to keep yeah. making, meeting them. Listeners, send me money so I can go to the UK to meet all the international queens. And I'll get yeah, you've got time to fundraise. Let's do it. Get Michael to the UK. <laughs> We're doing it. We're going to try it. Um, queen thinks that since they don't have the time together, they're not quite together as actors, but really it's just all Pamara sucking. That's what I'm going to chalk it off all <laughs> I feel like blame it on Pramara is like a good <laughs> a good way to disqualify it. It's elimination day and Aubrey and Minnie run in hand in hand. Pomar is carrying Hannah like a baby and the rest are wizard of Oz it into the workroom. It's a team battle at the station as it is team one as in W-O-N versus the others. Um, unfortunately, Pomara could not get the joke out. 
Yeah. <laughs> they kept it in, and that was funny. Aubrey is confident with her team. She thinks she fumbled a bit, but she then was on fire. Hannah shares that Aubrey and Minnie have settled their thing, and it's cool, calm, and collected. But oh, 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 we love a segue. <laughs> According to Aubrey, they're cool because she ate Minnie's ass. Yeah. Um. So that happened. At least they admitted it. So who fucked Monet? <laughs> right. We still we still have to know. Monet has now said that she's gonna keep it private, but she said it on the show. So either it's all fake and they're all just trying to make more content, or I want to know who it was. I think it's either fake or with Evie. Yeah. Minnie will take a moment to thank her team because she has dyslexia, which she doesn't share very often. Well, this gets Pamara to laugh. Minnie is not happy with that as Pamara defends herself and says she's heard it six times. Minnie will attempt to express that she's meaning it for the other group. Minnie will say that for someone with a disability, it's super offensive what Pamara did. And again, Pomara will try to explain where the joke was coming from, though Minnie will hear things a bit differently. When she hears them say it wasn't about the disability, she takes it as it's not a disability. Yeah, she was kind of selectively Oof. hearing. Correct. And now Pomara will tell us that she's known Minnie for eight years and she's never heard her this loud in her life. Put a pin on that because we'll get back to it soon. Oh, very bad. Oh. I just want to discuss this part of it. I understand Minnie being defensive because she's had to be on defense two episodes in already. Whether it's because yeah. of her age, because of what she is perceiving as a disadvantage. Um, she's always on the, on the defense. It was an ill-timed joke. Like, the fact that there are, like, so many parallels between this season and Canada's Drag Race this season is yeah. just Fucking mind-blowing. It's, it's like, is it scripted or, or, or just having too much at once? Um, but basically, future Rue girls, don't laugh. No laughing in the workroom. Yeah, nothing is funny unless RuPaul says it. That's yeah, just the do not fun. laugh at each other because you're probably going to be pissing someone off. I So this might be like a little too much psychoanalyzation, but I know that it's really only been easy to get diagnosed with dyslexia like for the last 20 years, I want to say. And so mm -hmm. I feel like she probably found out after she was like, you know, in her teens and in school. And like, I know that when I got diagnosed with ADHD and with dyslexia, dyslexia, like I can't even say it. <laughs> um, I, it was very like liberating knowing that me having issues in school or whatever, like was not my fault. And so yeah. I can understand maybe why she's like super defensive about it, but it was so big of a reaction for such a minor joke. Like it was, it's, it was such a throwaway. It was, it was basically like if someone's vegan and they're like, how do you know if someone's so-and-so is vegan? Like, don't worry, they'll tell you. That was how tame it was. And it just made no sense to me that her reaction was that big until we got to Untucked and it turns out they've been like beefing for, you know, yeah. eight yeah, years. It, it, it was a lot. And again, in this moment, of course, you want to sympathize with Minnie um because you don't make but I, i'll be honest i didn't like it was it yeah. was you know it's it's good to be caring and gentle with people but at the same time like we're drag queens and that was so low level as far as just shade in exactly. the dressing room would go that the fact that that wasn't something that even like a veteran of of drag could laugh off i i was a little right. surprised by and it was clear yeah. that she's not really done coming to terms with all of that well, the queens are going to start getting ready, and Queen wants to know how Pamara is feeling, and she knows that she is her worst critic, but um, for you, babe, I'll be an even worse critic. <laughs> yeah. You're terrible! <laughs> um, Queen shares that she critiques herself under the bus. She wishes that she could not, but that's part of her magic. Now, Spanky wants to do better than she did last week, as Yuri tries to help her get those spoopy contacts in her eyes. Um, Y'all who wear them, good for you. I could not do it. I already have issues with my own contacts. Yeah, I um, I had an experience like a few months ago. I was on a set doing makeup for a movie and one of the models was not able to put his contacts in. And I literally had to like put my fingers in his eye in order to get it to happen. And it took like a half hour. It was just not, yeah. not, not, not for me. It. Well, Spanky works with the kids and teaches them about living their dreams and being themselves. And she doesn't want to let them down. We're going to hear from Yuri, who grew up with a super religious family. She was 15 when they asked her if she was gay and they told her, 
that if she is that they can get help for her so she pulled back and denied it it started to make her stop going to christmases and when they found out that she does drag it was they won't support you don't tell your father Yuri's going to get emotional, so Spanky consoles her, and she tells her that there are so many young kids out there with parents who don't understand. She tells Yuri to not let it make her feel not worthy or loved. She is enough. This is a very beautiful moment. Spanky will cute. tell her she is welcoming her to her family whenever she needs. There's always a bed. There's always food. There's a seat at the table. And there's always flat wags. The, the, <laughs> correct. Uh, but Yuri has not only met Spanky once or twice, but sees her as an amazing person. She's happy to be around her. And be around people who care and listen. This is a sweet moment. Yeah, I appreciated the whole like motherly vibe of it too. And I think that that's really important because obviously they're in a competition, but it seems like the two of them probably were able to make this like lasting connection. And, you know, right. Especially because they both are from New Zealand. So they have that connection. It's a small scene, Um, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Everyone who's ever been in the New Zealand drag scene was on uh, House of Drag. Right. The two seasons. That's why there were only two um, seasons. <laughs> literally. Um, but yeah, no, this was a really special moment. Very, very sweet. Because again, if we're playing this game of age, you're having one of the older contestants who's only 37, not that old. Right. And um Yuri, who's <laughs> 20 years, no, 10 years younger, I guess. 26 yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, they're having a moment together. And this is why age isn't about number it's about experience and spanky yeah. has an experience she can assist yuri with so y'all who have age issues shut up shut up <laughs> no more it's all about the experience yep. um and obviously last week we learned that yuri was homeschooled so this this is a lot to unpack that i'm sure we're gonna get a little more out of her as the yeah i was sort on. of like i i feel like i need more context and i'm glad she's sticking around all right, it's time for the main stage. Rue is sparkling in black with that slick back white wig. I am here for it. Uh, Michelle is straight from the 80s, and I hate it so much. I don't oh, know what that wig. hair was. No, terrible. Yeah. Um, Reese is wearing something. I don't get it. An extra special guest judge. Xena Warrior Princess herself. Yeah. Who was he lawless? Where was the fanfare? Why do we not have a moment celebrating in the workroom Y'all, Lucy Lawless is here. She's like a big fucking deal. Like not even just she's a big deal. Right. She's a big deal here. She's a big deal there because she is from New Zealand. Like, come on, give her a moment. They did that whole like fanfare of just like a video of uh, you know, the Irwins, but she was like physically there and it's fucking Xena Warrior Princess, and there was just nothing. Which also begs the question: why didn't you do a Xena parody? Or exactly, or some kind of like goddess, like warrior. Like this, I thought this theme for this runway was dope, but I just thought that this, I love when they theme the episodes and this yeah. was kind of a missed opportunity. I guess when um, the goddess um, Brooklyn was like, no, it's mine, Rue, you can't have it. <laughs> right. All right. So we're going to do things backwards. We are going to discuss Caged Queens and then move into the runways. Are, uh, sound good? Let's do it. So we're already getting like 70s inspired telly with uh, the Cage Queen um, intro. Aubrey is going to start us off and she is supposed to be this like Roxy Hart meets Piper Chapman, but like make it diva. And I don't think she quite found the ingenue in her because this role is an ingenue. But this is the role where you can be the centerpiece of the scene, but you get moved around by the others and easily be safe. If she just played it flat, I yeah. think it would have been better. I don't know. I feel like there was just more you could have done with this. And I mean, if I was on Drag Race, I would always be apprehensive about doing that kind of central opening role just because yeah. it rarely wins. And it's it's the most for them to sl- see you slip up just because you have the most screen time. And Like the I role like she should have been was Queens. Completely. If they switched, I thought it would have back. It but but again, it goes back to it was, it was just pre-done. Exactly. By the sashes. Uh, so I, mean, I found that to be unfortunate for her. It was weird, too, that they had groups when Pomara was, unfortunately, in the entire thing. Right. Um, I really do think so that she pushed too hard, and she just didn't have the timing of some of the jokes because she was trying to play a character. Again, watch Drag Race. Watch the history of these scenes. There is always an ingenue part where you aren't supposed to be outlandish. 
And I feel right. like she just got screwed into this role. So that I'm going to be defending. In, I'm going to be defending Aubrey quite a lot. I feel like that one challenge in season six is a good example. Like Adora and Courtney, I think it yeah. was. They played it really well, where it was just sort of like I, I don't know. I feel like the ingenue is one of the biggest cliches in theater that is the most oh, accessible, yeah. almost to just kind of rip off some character. So Absolutely. I'm always a little surprised when people can't play that role correctly. But what do I know? Pamara could have been funnier, but she was not. And I think her lack of like oomph kind of made Aubrey worse because Aubrey Charisma. had nothing. Yeah, she had nothing to work off of. Yeah, like, she was just sort role, of delivering the lines. Yeah, that role could have been funny. Like you put someone like a uh, a Latrice in that role. It's funny. Pamara's not just not funny. And there was this one line where she was like, you've got the whole, you've got my whole prison upset or something and i was like yeah you delivered that like a dead person it was yeah. just nothing yeah not that the writing gave her much to work with but you know. uh hannah and minnie were very camp very vile in all the right ways uh would you like some of deidre's toilet chardonnay i think i'll have to pass but we'll have to see how desperate i get um and apparently siggies make everything better i guess so i don't know i didn't make this challenge a whole lot better no. Uh, do princes have talent contests? Is that a thing? Say it again? Like talent contests at prisons. Is that a thing? I feel like they... I, I've heard of prisons doing like, If little that's the case, why don't we have like that. that on Orange and New Black? That would have been the best episode. How many musical right. theater people did we like have talent that cast? Oh know. my god. Completely. Like half of them have been on Broadway. Bring it back just for a musical episode. Do a little special or something. I'm here for it. Yeah, well, we're going to see Shaza and the Shiv Sheilas perform Koala Girl. Uh, that was a moment we will never unsee. Yeah, Aubrey, and hopefully forget. Aubrey wasn't even lip syncing in time. And I don't know if it was the post-editing, because it might actually have been the edit was not lining up. Completely could have been. And I think that's, that's what they were, they were trying to like push her out. Because I don't think Aubrey was yeah. what they wanted anymore. Yeah. Um. Now, there was some good writing, and it came from uh, the delivery from Minnie Koopa. What's with that big hole? What did you just call me? She delivered it well, and it was yeah. timed right. Minnie Cooper, watch her. She's good at acting. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see her snatch game. Yeah. Uh, so I think Yuri is supposed to be Alex from Orange is the New Black, and that is why she sucked. Like, it's a very dry, yeah. very boring character. I just never really got a lot from that character period yeah. and so to have like a drag queen spoof of her with somehow even lower energy right i was just not i was a little confused by right that. and then you have spanky who is doing her russian like red very hilarious very camp um she just had no scene partner yeah i i just thought it was a little weird that they had uh like spoofs of certain characters but i maybe i'm misremembering there was like no crazy eyes Right. Well, so that's what I'm wondering if, like, if there was some reference Natasha to Leon's some... character wasn't part of it. It was just right. weird. There must have been some reference to other prison shows, maybe in Australia, that we just didn't get. Uh, yeah. So, if there are I'm any Australians that. listening, please help us. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, have you ever used live bed bugs to plump your lips? I have not, but I may give it a go. We'll see. If it's what Hannah Condi used, I, I think I'm good. Pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Queen just miscast. It's sad to watch. She did have some good bits, but it just was not enough. Yeah. Um, then we're going to see Beverly in handcuffs, which is like a dream of mine. So Bev, call me and just let me know when. Mm-hmm. Um, Beverly is about to be executed. Why? No plot. Just a thing. Just here. Yeah. Um, are you ready for the best line in this challenge or in any acting challenge? ever give it to me queen will say what did she do molly will respond <laughs> she wrote the scripts for all the acting challenges for drew paul's drag race the way i screamed i think they're yeah. listening to my podcast i it really think finally they did. self-awareness i just thought it was um, ironic that it was like an awful script and then they were suddenly self-aware i was like you could have just made a better run and then it gets better when molly's character admits that she did the lighting for season one this is good writing, self-referential. This is how you do it. It was self-referential, but also the lighting this season is not that much better. Like, it's still pretty weird. It's, it's, 
yeah it, i th- i think it might be the studio it's it's it i think it's the direction of the lights and how they're hitting rue because even on the uh judges panel it's dark and you have spotlights on the quality camera too like it's correct compared it's weird seeing seeing this concurrently with canada where it is just like the canada camera quality it's like found footage like blair witch project style with just like it's it's lace before queen and this one is like i don't know it it feels like an a24 movie it's just both of the lighting are like opposite ends of the bad spectrum yeah all right so this execution scene um while she denies the Pavlova, she will be offered a bag of nuts and Bev is just trying to be that super fan trying to recite Drag Race quotes. Yeah. Um, you might hate my scripts, but please don't hate the writer is me pleading to all of you and to what I want to play <laughs> right too. Um, don't hate me. Um, Pamara trying to turn on the electric chair is why she should have been eliminated this episode. That was yeah. fucking piss poor acting and I'm furious. It was just like, I don't know. I feel like there, there are a lot of drag queens that you see in these challenges who are very clearly trying to go for this over-the-top, panto, very physical acting comedy, but they do it with literally no conviction. And so it's just sort right. of like, I'm going to use both my arms to try to flip this switch. And it's like, um, oh my God. Pomara's coming Pomara for you. coming for me. Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else about her. <laughs> I love you, um, Obama, I will, girl. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> do you do you think Bev being executed was just her showing off for all the tops out there? I guess so, or maybe just directly to your TV, just to me. Uh, she's <laughs> such a good bottom. Oh my god, I can't wait for my chance. <laughs> you have um, to go to DragCon, DragCon uh, down under if they ever do it. They just did. It was called Drag Expo. Oh, well, there you go. It's not World Wonder, but it's their own little thing. It's a well, next year, you'll have to yeah. book a flight. Um, yeah, so do you want Cage Queens 2, Electric Timaru? Absolutely not. We already have one pandemic. Can we discuss why they didn't go with elect- uh, Cage Queens 2, Electric Didgeridoo? Right. That would have. I was thinking, I was like, what a weird pun. When are we going to have a didgeridoo on this show? I want a didgeridoo. Do you know how to play didgeridoo? I would like to learn. No, but I, every time I think of one, unfortunately, I think of that thing on, have you seen the Twitter thing from a a couple years ago? Yeah, I don't know if it's for this podcast, but um, (gasps) maybe if they have another challenge show, we'll see. Ooh. Uh, Yeah, this challenge, not good. I think the writing did not allow them to do anything. So whoever this writer was, execute them. Yeah. Completely. By execute, I mean fire and hire me. That's what I want. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Category is fly girls, insects on the runway. In Obsessed honor of the theme. runway, we will play Queen Bee or Shoe Fly. Got it. Like I said, don't hate the writing. Hate don't hate the writer. <laughs> hate the writing. Okay, All right. Molly Poppins, look by Lyndall M. Tucky, wig by Cupcake Couffois. 3D Septum by Hayden Lawson. She is a praying mantis and she is giving you a pretty cool look. The colors are right. The cat suit is a typical drag party look, but with the bodice having the mantis body and the hair and the makeup, this is a quite elevated look. Too bad someone does it better later. Uh, she could have used that wig for an alien look as well. So maybe if she ever does an alien, there it goes. Mm-hmm. I like the color story. It fits her well. It's good execution for this category. You know, I didn't love this even on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this was my favorite wig of the two praying mantis wigs. And like, okay. there was such an attention to detail from the neck up. And then as soon as you got to the the body, there was that weird kind of like drag queeny sequin necklace. Yeah, literally. But I thought it was just a, it was just, it read to me more as dance costume from the neck down. But yes. I did appreciate that she didn't, attempt to do like her skin a different color because as we saw with yuri like it, it was slightly mm. a different shade um but i i thought it was weird that like her hands were green but her face wasn't it i just i thought that it was like a little too disparate from the face and the body so i didn't personally love it but i i was like obsessed with the septum in the wig i'm giving it a queen bee i'll give it a it was it a shoe fly shoe fly audience 71 percent queen bee 29 percent shoe fly 
Queen Kong, look by Sherry McCoy. I'm very mixed on this one. It's subtle, but it's executed well for what it is. She is a moth. I do not care for them. Um, I think it's rightly fuzzy. The look is very drag. It's just not inspiring compared to some of the others. And there's just nothing wrong with it. It's just safe. This just gave me venom tease. I, I it took me a while. Like I didn't know what a death moth was, but it, it literally looked like venom to me. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that like it was just a little co- compared to how um, textured a lot of the other looks were. This was just a little plain for me, but I thought like her makeup is stunning, and I really I enjoyed this wig with that cool fascinator. But yeah, I the, it was just a little plain. Michelle says she looks beautiful. She loves the choice of the death moth. She wanted her to be ditzy, not Valley Girl, and it wasn't getting where it needed to be. Reese says he's seen her work in the real world and she's killer and destroyer of stages. He wants Rue to see this. Show this lady! I appreciated that. Right? Rue will ask her if she had fun doing it and Queen will say she hated it and had a horrible time and will tell Lucy Lawless that she was a idol growing up. She broke sofas in the house because she would tumble over them to pretend she was Xena Warrior Princess, so she's embarrassed that she had to watch that. Mentally, she says it's been a struggle to find the balance of being happy and being extremely depressed. She's not getting there to work off the feelings of an actor. Rue will tell her that they get what she's going through. She calls for a seasoned performer and trusts her directors. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a queen bee. Yeah, soft Queen Bee. I thought she looked pretty, but it was just a little simple. Audience, 63% Queen Bee, 37% Shoe Fly. Aubrey Have, look by Bryn Costume, hair by Wigged Out. She is a vintage cockroach and et cetera, et cetera, is livid. Uh, this <laughs> look is brilliant. It's vintage. It's fashion. It's who Aubrey wants to be as a drag artist. The construction of this dress is exquisite. Yeah. Hair with the mug and the hair with the antennas. This is the full package. Did the fabric reveal at the end need to happen? No, I really believe this look should have made her safe, but um, travesty, Rue, this is all your fault. Yeah, I thought that it was, I think that it was um, an example of like the raw talent that she's got and then also how long she's been doing drag because she clearly like had access to a really beautiful designer. I guess the only note I have for just like the physical garment is that the reference, the Mugler like bug collection, they were all these really, really tight pencil skirts that hit like, right at the calf almost that very like vintage mm-hmm. pinuppy length and i kind of wish that it, it's a little too short for me but i loved that it was kind of reimagined as like a roach rather than a fly right um i just thought that you could see like the talent in this concept and then you could see how green she was by like how many she was like oh well i'm a drag queen i need to have reveals and nothing right. was executed well yep Michelle says it's scary to be the first one out there but when she got into it she got better she says on the runway she was driving the struggle bus nothing worked from the larva to the wings Lucy says it wasn't the strongest performance Rue says she didn't know what she was trying to do and Reese says standing there she is sending emotion she had a couple little hiccups from time to time great look Queen Bee yeah for sure Queen Bee I just thought the presentation was not very strong audience 87% Queen Bee 13% she fly Mini Koopa, look by Kirsten Diamond, hair by Wigged Out. This was beautiful. I love the blues and the blacks together to create a dress yeah. that is inspired by a butterfly. Um, I am so glad she didn't actually have wings because that would have mm-hmm. been stupid. The hair is very classic. I love the blue elements to it. She's really dazzling this week, and this is what Mini Cooper does well. Yeah, I like this. I... I'm going to take off some points for her makeup, but again, like she's 50 years old and yes, it's, she's, it's, it's harder to do makeup at a certain age. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I'm, you know, not going to kind of put that against her. I thought this was stunning and I love when it like that it was this kind of butterfly meets a new look silhouette. It was just, it was cool. And yeah. I, I appreciated how clean everything was. Michelle says, while the other queens were nervous, she did not give a shit. She was really thoroughly impressed and glad to see a season queen deliver. On the runway, she says she's so pretty. Reese says it was a fully formed from the get-go. And Rue says the silhouette is gorgeous. It always works and it's always flattering. It's a queen bee. Yeah. I also, I didn't particularly love the wig, but this dress is gorgeous for sure, queen bee. Audience, 82% queen bee, 18% shoe fly. Beverly Kills, look by The Hemingbird, Nails by Claw in a Box, Headpiece by Beverly, and Stinger by Asphyxious Asylum. This was it. I love this look. It's taken literally, but the headpiece brings it into the world of camp. 
she's wearing body shaping latex kudos for you it looks flawless um this was one of my favorite looks and again just wrong placement I'm going to be totally honest with you. Uh I did not like this. Uh Uh-oh. So you just hate Beverly. You're just jealous that she's 21 (laughs) and you want to be her and she's on TV and you're not. And And I just want to be Australian so bad. Um, I I thought that the the whatever, like the stinger being on the forehead and not like the headpiece, like it was literally just glued to her forehead. I thought that was a little strange. I just didn't love the way that this came out. I think if you're going to do a fly, like, white being kind of the dominant color i thought it did like the the headpiece red as fly to me and then the bodysuit red as like david bowie or something maybe there's um, white flies in australia you know what maybe we'll give it to her i i just personally was not obsessed with this there are things in australia that we don't have and there are things in here we do have that they don't have like did you know that they don't do squirrels yeah we don't <laughs> do pomara fifth well, that's true. Um, no, there are no squirrels down there because I, I made a joke really? once. And I was like, yeah, to my friend who lives down there. I was like, what would you have in like a, an American section of the zoo? He's like, deer and squirrels. I was like, the things we just oh. see in the fucking, ew. Completely. I, I know. Anyway, it's Queen Bee for me. I loved it. Yeah, it was not for me. I would say I should fly. Audience. 89% Queen Bee, 11% <laughs> Shoe Fly. I'm the 11% baby. Uh, Pamara Fifth, hair by Wigged Out, look by Felicity Fracaschino. Uh, I said it last week, I'll say it again. She is down under Deja Sky. Uh, the look is not fitting her well. It is all haphazard. I love the colors she's chosen. Bringing it with the metallics is very cool. It just looked incredibly basic on her. The cage impedes her movement more than it adds to the look. The hair is cute. Love the space bones. It's net a realness, but girl dress yourself to make it look good this is deja sky all over again this was so bad like this was so bad she just looks like a i guess the only thing i could see that she's going for is like a beetle but this was just not insecty to me really at all and i always like when i i don't like it but it's just funny to me when queens who are trying to do something every time they're like oh i have to do a conceptual look they just don't do eyebrows (laughs) <laughs> I, I, it's always it's always a mark of like i don't know how much creativity you had um but i guess the wig is cool i just I, queens will always do this thing where it's like when they can't figure out what silhouette to make it it always kind of just skews towards business woman and it, i just did i don't know why this needed to be a pencil skirt if you do beetle it could have had armor and kind of mm-hmm. gauntlets and like a lot of hard kind of clean textures clearly, and this clearly just... no one watched a bug's life before getting ready for this challenge right. there's so many there's so many insects they could have gone with yeah i was a little disappointed by the insects they chose i'll be honest just across the board um it's a shoe fly shoe fly for sure audience eight percent queen bee 92 percent shoe fly they hated it yeah. Um, and let's go with another one. Spanky Jackson, no designers listed. To be fair, this was partially what she had ready. The look that she wanted to do was, was a B, going to right? be a B. So this was not available for that. So she's a fly instead. Again, on the simpler side, she sure darn does love those short dresses. Not right for her body, but she's going to wear them yep. all the time. But Spanky knows camp and she knows how to sell camp. So she made camp work in the presentation. And I think that's why it worked for the judges this was so bad for me like the the <sighs> fly just on her face with like the gray like it was no. it was she just looked like she kind of panicked and then the the dollar store fairy wings that she spray painted i'm i'm bummed that she didn't because i was i was a little disappointed that no one did a bee because it's kind of the first thing you'd think of or like a spider yeah. um no one gave me like james and the giant peach realness which would have been yeah. cool but i just thought this was like so I, I feel like if a, a look falls through and it's some category like bug, you have to think of something really easy to execute and clever. Like you could be like, I'm a stick bug. Stick bugs are beige. I'll literally come out naked with like a really big headpiece or something. Yeah. Like she could have done something, but this was just so, this was like not, she didn't recover well from her designer no. bailing on her. Michelle says bravo to wearing tights. Reese could have watched her answer the phone for hours and hours. Lucy says she held caged queens together with her Bulgarian charm. Rue says she thought her characterization was so much fun and the outfit looked good. Yeah. No. Shoe fly. Shoe fly for sure. This was not good. Audience, 17% queen bee, 83% shoe fly. 
Hanaconda, look by Kirsten Damned, hair by Charlemagne. Uh, remember, cats, this is insects, and she is the Grizabella of moths. Uh, uh, I think this is a clever and unique interpretation of the category. Could this have been something she already had but added to it to make it fit the category? Surely. Does it work? 100%. Love the robe. I would like that robe. May I have the robe? The makeup and the antennas made of feathers really ties into that vintage Hollywood era. Um, yeah, this was smart. This was hands down my favorite look. It was just like, it was so, um, it made all the other girls look like they were trying way too hard because this, yeah. she literally had these, this headpiece and then this silhouette that was already existent in fashion. Like it was this Galliano new romantics kind of thing, like very twenties, but yep. she turned it into, she was like, what exists in fashion that the silhouette reminds me of a bug rather than like, I'm going to dress up as an insect. Yeah, And it was just so smart. And I, I always mark like really, really creative drag with if my first emotion is that I'm mad I didn't think of it first, then you've succeeded. And this is just, yeah. this is so smart. Michelle says the look is wow, wow, wow. Reese describes the look as grand. It is so beautiful from antenna to show. Lucy gives her acting a 10. And Ruth says she looks very glamorous. Uh, it's Queen Bee. Queen, the only Queen Bee was so good. Audience. 67% Queen Bee, 33% really? shoe fly. Yeah, I'm a little confused. That's a little strange to me. But... Uh-huh. And finally, your guy. Uh, look by Yuri, hair by Lucina Wiggs, the real slaying mantis of the night. This was exceptional. Yeah, this was I love that she is giving you movement with a ribbon. It's a green katsu with a gold corset, but it's so elevated and detailed that it works. The focus really does go toward the face and the wig. Brilliant. She's got the shape and she's got the height. Yeah, I thought this was just immaculate. The only thing is that her face was like an olive. And just yeah. it was a, it was just not as seamless as it could have been. But that's really it. This was just so, it was like a feast to look at. There was so much texture and the kind of curve of her claws gave yeah. this almost like Tim Burton vibe. It's just so cool. Yeah, she's a designer and she should stay in that lane. The fact that uh, she made this is like wild. I know. Michelle says it's it's a spectacular look. Fashion is her game, and she's here for it. In the performance, she was struggling. She was trying to get her to go femme fatale, which is less versus more. Reese yeah. says it's one of his favorite things he's seen on Drag Race. He jokes. He says her jokes were being run over. And Ruth says there are clues in the words. It's like a puzzle, and you have to understand what's being said. But puzzles are apparently too hard for Yuri. Ah, this yeah. look, Queen Bee. Yeah, Queen Bee, for sure audience you fuckers 97 percent queen b three percent she fly shady bitches all right rue calls molly beverly and pomara is safe meaning mini aubrey queen yuri spanky and hannah's are the tops and the bottoms and do you agree because i sure don't know i don't know uh pomara should have been to the bottom aubrey should have been safe that's that's where i stand i see that yeah um i i i'm mad but let's get to one tuck jr the girls are having their beverginas. Queen announces that she's the bottom, and Aubrey says that she is there too. And there's a lot of confusion from the room. They're they're a little surprised. Aubrey tells them that they found her performance to be meh, but Queen is thinking that it will be her and Yuri lip sync. Another week where Queen is wrong. Yeah. Yuri's gonna start to cry, so they tell her that her look is everything. And even Molly will acknowledge that Yuri is what you order online, and Molly is what happens when it comes in. Yeah, I thought Yuri was probably the worst this week, which is unfortunate because she probably had my second favorite look. It was yeah. so good. Now, Pamara asks Minnie what they said about hers, and she's going to deflect and say, ask Hannah. She says that she feels like her opinions are offending people and her delivery, delivery isn't great. She tells us that she was so hurt by what Pamara did in the morning that she decided to be direct and truthful. And now for the laugh that unlocks Pandora's box. Right. Minnie will say that she has mentored Pamara in a talent quest before and she never said it then, but she didn't enjoy it as she found so her entitled and rude. And this you- is what happens when real world affects reality world. Keep casting queens with history. The confessional of her just going entitled is so funny to me. <laughs> That's a whole exchange. Pamara is going to take the gloves off. And says that prior to coming to Drag Race, she heard that Minnie had said, 
I don't mind Pamara does drag. I just hate that she gets paid for it. That was funny to me. <laughs> it's funny. Minnie will attempt to backpedal a little bit and say that she made a joke and whoever told her that is very unkind. And who Who told Pamara? Right. That's a new mystery. I I thought it was just the hypocrisy of her taking Pamara's joke so seriously. And then her saying something that's like undeniably much harsher to her behind her back and then being like, well, it's not my fault that someone told you the shitty thing I said about you. Like it was, it, I was a little surprised at like that, how immature that was, but. Are, are we supposed to assume that this was a comment that was made eight years ago? Cause if, if so, I literally could not give a fuck. Like it's eight years ago, babe. Listen, there are definitely, there, there are definitely Queens out there that I still have beef with from like five years ago, but I'm not, I don't, I don't care right. about it. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It's all nothing cross-dressing. Minnie will offer up an apology, but Pamara is still pissed because Minnie's had this opinion of her for the last eight years, apparently. Will they let it go? Well, they're going to be professional, and Pamara wanted to get it off her chest. Minnie just has strong opinions, which she believes is daunting for young people. And I'm like, oh, I thought we wanted to try to get rid of the ages, but you just... Okay, I know, ages, and what are we going to do about it? <laughs> um, they're going to hug it out, but come on, this is not the end. I mean, I hope so. I hope... Uh next week is curtains for one of those queens but oh my god yeah um i'm not gonna say her name out loud because i don't want another earthquake to start (laughs) rue has decided that spanky is the winner of the week and she wins a four-night stay at a sofitel property of her choice can i ask two please i want i want to go uh hannah many yari are safe leaving queen and aubrey as the bottom two do you agree because i sure don't or not no i was a little surprised with that look spanky was even in the top i thought her performance was fine um, I thought that they could have just given it to both um, Hannah and Minnie. I thought that that would have been a good choice because they right. worked as a team. Uh, I agree. One this, of them, this, they both looked great. This made no sense at all. None of this. Even the bottom two didn't make sense. It was all um, weird. Everything shook out wrong. Very much wrong. And it will be the domino effects for the rest of the season. But hey, that's what happens on this show. Yeah. The song is I Touched Myself by The Divine did you know they were australian because i sure did not i didn't know but i guess i don't know cool you know at least uh, it's not another rupaul lip sync right this is such a good song it has so much range there's so much you can do with it but queen is just a yeah. very effective performer she makes everything have purpose and she makes you watch her aubrey is good she's enjoyable but up against almost everyone else it would have been a battle but queen yeah. is just a dominating performer the way she stunts is just so effortless and the restraint in her completely bodying this lip sync. And yeah. I don't think she did one masturbation joke. I thought was tasteful. And it was like, yeah. it, was, it was what you would go for if you were, yeah. you know, not a veteran performer. And I think it was clear. Aubrey really gave you a vintage performance, but in time and more experience out of the bedroom and on the stage, Aubrey yeah. will be a megastar. Gone too sure. soon. But she needs some time. Um, give her a year or two. Let her let her explore. Let her meet people. Um, I I wouldn't mind if she was on a verse of the world because I really think there was a lot we didn't get to see. Even if like I mean, you could see it through the way she was being critiqued. Like RuPaul made some comment of like, "Oh, you had a lot to do," and then she tried to kind of quit back, and she literally yeah. just repeated exactly what Ru said. She was like, "Yep, I'm a businesswoman. I have a lot to do," and it was like, I feel like she needs a little more, more time to just cook and have that confidence in drag because right. um, which is crazy because be she is an actor exactly but I you know I, I do think in some ways like some skills you have even if you already have them you have to relearn within the context of right. drag and I don't know that she's quite nailed it in the end Queen stays Aubrey is eliminated um, yep. and I agree with this lip sync yep. not for the episode Pamara should yeah, have sure. gone Pamara yeah, should have been gone um, and even so I think Queen should probably have been safe with this three if I didn't even, even think she was that bad. If you put Yuri versus Aubrey, it would have been Yuri gone because I definitely think Aubrey is going to be the more seasoned performer just in the yeah. sense of how she can move on stage. Yuri would I not have the sense anymore. that if, unless Yuri gets some like punk, grungy song that, you know, she'll get sent home. Yeah. Pretty much. Watch her get like, stage. watch her get like a Keith Urban song. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see that. I'll be honest. All right, I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it. What is Aubrey's legacy? 
Um, I mean, she kind of talked nonstop about how like newer queens can be polished straight out of the gate. And I think that her legacy is showing that you can have the skills to really put your look together pretty early on if you just have some time. And so, I don't know. I think her legacy is that like you can be a newer queen and still have some polish to you. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even get to learn any bit of her backstory, which I thought was disappointing, but hey, that's yeah. how this show works. Uh, we have a drag brunch challenge for next week. Who I'm do you excited. think will do well and who will be bottomless? I think Queen and Hannah will probably do really well and maybe Spanky. Yeah, and I think Minnie will do well. Um, Minnie, I sure. just, um, I just want Pamar to do terrible because I don't want her on my screen anymore. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, I don't know. Um, she's gonna do great. Just based on this challenge, Yuri is, is, is going to need. Yeah, a lot she's probably in trouble. But it seemed like they were doing it in pairs, and maybe yeah. she'll get paired with someone strong. So we'll see. We'll, see. well, after two episodes, the winner of the se- uh, yeah, two episodes, the winner of the season is. I'm gonna say Queen Kong. I think they're putting her on a trajectory. Yeah, I would like it to be Queen Kong. We're not seeing anything yet, though maybe yeah. she'll be like a phoenix that rise from the ashes. I would really like um, to see her succeed. We're just getting this weird content from Spanky right now that I'm like, if she does win, I, I will say this is the episode that helps her win it. I think that based on how things are going, I think Hannah will probably be up there. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Hannah feels like a Scarlet Bobo where she's going to win jack shit. Yeah, she'll like do do fine to great, and then kind of just go toward go to the end. I think Queen, and based on the edit, I guess Spanky. So that I guess yeah. that's probably the three. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Very very interesting. Huh. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yeah, um, you can find me on social media underscore Atomic Annie on everything. Uh, my Venmo is just Atomic Annie, no underscore, and I am officially moving back to Brooklyn in about a month. And so if you are booking shows, I would love to perform. So let's get it. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. A big thanks to Atomic Annie for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.